0: Y'all, this afternoon. Um, Mm. If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. Mm. Mark chapter 1. And I'm going to be attempting to look at verses 16 through 26. um, Verses 16 through 26. So, Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 16. It says, Now as he walked by the sea of, by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And they straightway, and straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when they had gone a little further thence, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one that had authority, not as the scribes. And there was in the synagogue a man of, with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? art thou come to destroy us i know i know thee who thou art the holy one of god and jesus rebuked him saying hold thy peace and come come out of him and when the unclean spirit had torn him he cri- and cried with a loud voice he came out of him um <clears throat> so it kind of struck me we've been uh, going through mark um uh, with our uh, with our bible study and and uh as I kind of knew this uh, uh this was going to be coming up, and you know was trying to get some thoughts together on what to um you know what to speak on it. it kind of stuck out to me that in this section we have two responses to to christ uh, we've got the response of the apostles, and immediately after we have the response of uh, the man with the unclean spirit and uh it just kind of struck me how close those two were um and so what I'd like to attempt to do is just break down those two responses and some of the details from them uh, and see you know how we can kind of apply that um, how some of it does apply to us so uh, first I want to take a look at uh, the response of um, of the apostles here we've got Christ calling uh, some of the more well known apostles uh, we've got uh, Peter Andrew James, and John um, you know those are some of uh, Peter and John, uh, especially, were some of the bigger, you know, more well-known apostles that we, uh, um, you know, everybody knows Peter, uh, and we also know John as the one that got, uh, Christ loved. Um, I did want to take a look at uh, just to give us Mark as one of the more brief um, accountings of this. I did want to take a look at Matthew four uh, verses eighteen through twenty-two just kind of fill in some of the details and get Matthew's account of this same same event. Matthew 4. We're going to start reading in verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, "Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on thence, he saw the two brethren, James and the son, and the son of, or James, the son of Zebedee, and his bro, John, his brother, and the ship the ship with Zebedee and the father mending their nets. And called them, and they immediately left the ship and them their father and followed him. And uh, the reason it seems a little bit more verbatim here. Um, but the reason I want, uh, wanted to go to this is w- one of the words that stuck out to me there is um, the word immediately. Um, looking at that word and that phrase, it, uh, it's got several different meanings, but uh, some of them are they forsook, they omitted, or they put away. Um, it was an immediate uh, change in leaving their father in the boat and going after Christ. Um, that was their, you know, just the immediate response of forsaking everything that they had known, their father, their, uh, their job, and going straightway after Christ immediately. Um, you know, so that just really kind of stuck out as, um, you know, the call of Christ should have an effect on us of immediate turning and an immediate uh, running to Him. Um, you know, another example of that, if we'll turn in Matthew uh, chapter eight verses nineteen through twenty two. And this is Jesus speaking to the to the scribe about what it would take to follow him, starting in verse 19. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, the birds birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of the disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me to go and bury my father. And Jesus said said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury the dead." Um, so, one of the things I wanted to kind of point out from all of these situations is, you know, Christ is not, um, is not calling us to live in complete isolation here. That's not, you know, forsake everything, your whole family, and, and, you know, go live in isolation for me. Um, if that were the case, we'd all be monks and nuns, and that's not the case. Um, what he is, uh, the point that he's really trying to drive home, and I feel like is, is, uh, You know, laid out in all of these passages that we're looking at, is he must be the preeminent thing and the um, the top priority. And all other things, uh, whatever we have in our life that gets in the way of that, should be immediately, um, or should we should be willing to immediately lay that at the feet of Christ and forsake it. Um, You know, I didn't know about uh, Josh getting baptized this morning, but. Kind of struck me as as we were going through that um you know that uh um, just the um the action of that, and I couldn't help but thinking just you know the the things that you know when we're all when we're converted, the amount of things that we have to put away um you know that were uh stumbling blocks to us, you know it could be the friends that we had, it could be the You know, the certain places that we can no longer go, the certain things we can no longer see or be around. You know, we've all got those, those things that were thorns in the flesh that we had to put away. Um, and that's a continual, a continual habit. It's a continual, um, this is getting in the way of my relationship with Christ. Uh, I think of the verse, you know, um, uh, if, if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It's better to enter into the kingdom of heaven maimed than, um, than with thine eye. Um, you know, it seems drastic, it seems um you know, it seems like it's extreme, but that is what Christ has called us to um is to, you know, immediately be willing to give up those things for him. Um and we should be happy to give you know to do that. You know, that's um I think about so many people, you know, so many people the um you know does Does our love of Christ affect all of our decisions? You know, does it affect where we work? Does it affect who we marry? Does it affect, you know, does it permeate through our life? Um, and that's what he's driving home here in this, in these passages is it is a, you know, the love of Christ is a permeating response to him. I mean, it, it touches every part of our life or should touch every part of our life. Um, and it affects our decisions, or you know all of our choices, um, or should. <clears throat> um, the uh, last passage I'd like to turn to in looking at uh, at this is going to be uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four through twenty six. This will be a passage that most of you are pretty familiar with. Matthew sixteen twenty four through twenty six. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what a man what is a, is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? And what shall a man Give in exchange for his soul. Again, just driving home that point of Christ being the paramount thing. um, All other things that we hold on to is, you know, if it's costing us our soul, if we're looking at it as far as a trade, it's a very unfair, an unfair trade. Um, And uh, so again, Christ should be the, you know, it, our following of Christ should be a, um, to permeate all of our decisions and change the way we, that we look at things. Um, and again, the choices that we make, we should take up our cross daily and follow after him. Um, so next, if we'll go back to Mark, <coughs> we're going to take a look at the, um, the response of the unclean, uh, the man with the unclean spirit. And one of my first takeaways in verse 24, um, when uh, when the uh, when this man saw Christ, he said, "Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth?" And uh, the immediate response is just, "Leave me alone. I have nothing to do with you." Um, and that was you know, that was pretty chilling. I, uh, you know, thought about, well, of course that would be a demon's response. You know, we can kind of write that off. And, uh, uh, those of y'all that know me, I'm not much of a news buff. I actually really hate watching the news. Um, if I walk into a room, the second someone turns on the news, if they leave, I'm going to cut it off. Um, just cause rather not dwell on it. But, uh, at work, uh, the uh, my boss up there turned on Fox News and I you know was kind of thinking through all of this and and uh and he had a a lady on there that was yelling about uh Roe v Wade being uh overturned and was calling out Christians by name saying y'all ruined this you know y'all are taking away what we deserve and I thought how that is a direct parallel to what these, what the man with this unclean spirit is saying is, leave me alone. I will have nothing to do with you. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's, we think of that as a horrifying response, but yeah, that's, that response lives in our own heart. Um, and every single one of us, that's our, our fleshly response is, um, You know, Brother Lewis references this uh, very often, but in Psalm 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, uh, there is no God or no God. Um, As he broke down when we went through that psalm, you know, the fool will say there is no God. I will not know God. No. Um, Now, us that know better, we tend to gloss that up a little bit. We we won't fully admit it, that that's, you know, You know, that's kind of our, a response that we can have. Um, but there are certain areas, the sins that we tend to hold on to. Is that not our response of, we know this is wrong. We know that this is not what I should be doing. But God, you can have the rest of my life. But this one area, no, I, I choose this. Um, you know, that's a sobering, uh, sobering reality of, we we respond like this man with the unclean spirit. Um instead of letting the you know the uh the word of Christ or the word of God permeate all of our choices and all of our decisions and casting these things at the feet of him we say, well I'll cast these things, but I'll hold back I'll hold back some, you know, this, this and this. Um and that, that ought not to be. Um I'd also like to turn to, while thinking of this, um, and kind of thinking in terms of that, uh, turn to Mark 15. Mark 15. Starting in verse 6. This is the story of um, when Christ is brought before Pilate, the children of Israel's response there. Mark fifteen verse six Now at the feast he released unto them one prisoner whomever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder and in the insurrection. And the multitude cried aloud and began to desire him to do as he had ever done to unto them, and Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye then I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy. And the chief priest moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said unto, unto them, what will, ye, what will ye then that I shall do with him that you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out, Crucify him. And Pilate said unto them, what would, Why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out even more exceedingly, Crucify him. Um so <clears throat> again this passage here you've got um these people would rather have barabbas released unto them than to be uh anywhere associated with Christ um, he was considered the king of the jews and barabbas one thing I uh didn't ever or never noticed about this passage was um he had led insurrection so he had led a violent a violent mob um all of us remember the the riots and things that happened a year or so back, and just how abhorring you know how terrible those things looked. Um, this man was the leader of a violent mob um and we would all say, well, anybody that leads a mob like that that murders people and you know they they deserve to be punished. well, the Jews would rather have that man set free than to submit you know to have anything to do with Christ. Um, again, we can see how the mind of that, um, the response of that unclean spirit is not so not so foreign. It's the response of the flesh. Um, you know, we can kind of um, make that kind of the fairy tale of well, that you know that's just because he's a demon. No, if brothers and sisters, that's in every single one of us. And if we think otherwise, we are We're very foolish. Um. So. <coughs> You know the, uh, and I think for each one of us, you know we can, um, you know you you think of the passage that the demons, um, you know you believe in God, so do the demons, and they fear and tremble. Um, it is a uh, while we you know we see someone getting baptized, and we we think of you know Christ saving and the you know the. The wonder, the miraculous work of redemption, and um, you know, God is also a a very serious God uh, that takes sin seriously. Uh, if we're made in the image of Him, we we should also take these things seriously. Uh, and again, just uh, searching our own hearts, thinking what you know what is standing in the way of my relationship with Christ. You know what what are the things that hold me you know hold me back, and we should be willing to give you know, give up those things. Um, so, uh, kind of in closing, just, you know, what is our response? Are we stri- striving to uh, to bring all under the subjection of Christ or do we say, you know, you know you're not going to rule this one area of my life? Um, um, so... We know that sin is an open rebellion to God, uh, and to hold of it is, you know, that's to hold on to our uh to our personal sins is no better than the than the response of that demon there. Uh so may God bless us that we would strive to be um more in subjection to Christ, that we would be more prepared to throw all at his feet and say, This is, you know, you are worth more than this. Um, and may we, you know, uh, strive to rid ourselves of the, um, of our flesh, that devilish response that we're all capable of. Um, so hope that's made some sense. Um, and, uh, hope it's a blessing to y'all.
1: Appreciate that good exhortation, Caleb, and uh, may the Lord bless us to uh, be mindful and aware of uh, of our response to the Lord on a really on a daily basis as we um, interact with His Word, as we are challenged, as we are convicted, as we um, really are just brought to those points of decision in life. May we um, fight the response that would say, "I will have nothing to do with you." So. May God bless us in that. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, we, uh, we do confess that um, uh, we have, and by nature we, we would always respond in such a way that we would distance ourselves from you and from your authority and from your commands. But um, Lord, in your grace and in your kindness, uh, you have um, drawn us to yourself. You have opened our eyes. You've opened our ears and you have uh, blessed us to see your beauty through the person of Jesus Christ, Uh, we do confess still that it's a struggle. And so I pray that you would bless us to be aware and that you would bless us to be um, intentional about pursuing um, obedience to you through the power of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.